Today I'm in the counselor's room with Julie Lowe. Julie, how's it going? Good. Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Julie, as we've been talking, I've really appreciated some of your thoughts about just how you think about working with kids. And the question I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about is how do you get a, a teenager's agreement and consent to talk to their parents? How do you build bridges between kids and their parents? Yeah, that's a good question. And um, I think a lot of it starts by, uh, starts probably with the very first session. And that is how you start even building the conversation between parents and, and kids. Um, and, and you said it really well, my goal is to build bridges. So I talk that way with parents, I talk that way with teenagers, that as much um, as I want to understand them and know them well, I also want their parents to know and understand them well. And I want to teach their parents how to love them better. And when I ask a teenager or a child if they would like that, um, I've had none say no so far. <laughs> would you like your parents to love and understand you better? Well, let me help you do that. Um, but that means sometimes we're going to have to have hard conversations together, apart. Um, I always try to be very open and honest with what I'll share with parents or what I won't. Um, I always try to get teens especially on board with wanting to share with their parents because all the more better if I can get them opening up to their parents than mm. me. Um, intervening between the two of them. So I think ultimately, if our desire is to help parents understand and love their children better, and if we convince uh, children of that or teens of that, and we are committed to helping that happen, um, then there are very few teens and children who really wouldn't want that. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, I know my goal is to help get to that place where they will want it, mm -hmm. move them in that direction. And so what you're saying here, is that actually more or less how you would present it to a teenager? You'll say, I, I want to help your parents love you better. Is that something you're interested in? I mean, is that more or less a phrase you would use? It is, yeah. Um, just as much as I want to help them, I'll say I want to help your parents know how to love and understand you better. Hmm. Would you like that as well? Hmm. Um, and again... Yeah, most teens are going to say, yes, I do, or they might say, well, that'll never happen, or I've tried that already. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, well, maybe, maybe not, but let's give it a try, and let's work together towards that, because I know that as much as you're struggling or you need help or whatever the fill-in-the-blank is, that I'm sure your parents need to know how to love you better as well. And the nice thing about that, I think it's disarming, where a lot of teens or kids can be coming into counseling feeling very... Um, put on the spot, like I'm the identified problem. One of the things I'm putting up front is, no, I'm sure your mom and dad need help too. And I'm sure they are not understanding you all the time and they need to know how to love you better. And so what it's doing is it's saying you're not the problem here or you're not the only problem here. And I'm saying maybe your parents need help. Maybe they're part of the problem, but they're always part of the solution. So can I help them help you as well? Um, so my goal hopefully is that um, it's starting to build bridges right off the bat. I'm saying that I realize there's more than one counselee in the room. Um, and I'm kind of putting myself in there with them. We're all part of the process. Is this something you envision happening over the course of five minutes? Is this something that will often, in your experience, take a number of weeks as a conversation? What, what's, the, what's a typical experience, or maybe what's even one experience you've had recently? Yeah, my, my experience is as a process. Because, um, 
because a lot of teens, especially, will come in feeling parents just don't get them and never will, and I'm hard-pressed to convince them otherwise. Um, and so I throw that out there. I say, well, let's see. Let's give it a try. And here I am. Maybe somebody else can come in and help you out. Um, then there are some families that come in where it's just not part of the struggle at all. They have supportive parents. They want their parents in the room with them. Um, so I guess probably wisdom says it, it depends on the family situation and the child and what the struggles are and the needs at hand. But in general, my guess is that you have to, you have to woo them to believing that. Just like I want to woo them to the gospel. Um, you have to woo them to believing that yeah, this is a good thing, and we can actually make it happen. That's really helpful, Julie. And I'm wondering, maybe just one more sort of spin-off question on this, but um, how how do you... I, I imagine that would often land you in the middle, that, that the first instinct of many teenagers, okay, great, yeah, take these messages back to my parents, change them, make them love me better, and uh, let's see how that goes for you, Julie. Um, Perhaps I'm overstating the case, but <laughs> no, probably I, I, not. <laughs> I, I can imagine that easily from from my own experience um, in counseling. So, do you have thoughts about how you work to stay out of the middle or to make that conversation really between child and parents, either helping the child or helping the parents um, in concrete ways that that occur to you? I'm sure it varies some from case to case and relationship to relationship. Yeah, and probably individually, I want to be trustworthy to the teen, and I want to be trustworthy to the parent. So I, as a counselor, prove my trustworthiness um, and whether they can respect and have regard for what I have to say. And I think you do that individually, um, and then you try to move them together. You walk alongside, and um, I am trying to help parents see their teens um, accurately in a loving way and in a merciful way. And I'm also trying to help teens build bridges to moving towards their parents. Um, So maybe coming alongside both of them at any given time and encouraging them to take a step in the right direction. Hmm. And would you typically want to be there in the room for those kinds of conversations? Or will you typically say, all right, go home and, and talk about this? I'm happy to do whatever is going to be helpful. I'll, I'll do it both ways. Um, there are times where parents don't know what to say or how to have the conversation with a, with a child or a teen. And I'll say, well, if you're uncomfortable, I'll be happy to be in the room facilitating the conversation, having the conversation, but I'd like you there too because you will go home with them. You can continue the conversation. You're hearing what I'm saying. You can repeat it. You can say, well, remember when Julie said this? Um, I want to foster building those bridges. So I would say everybody needs to be in the room, but I don't care who's really facilitating it. Um, It's whoever is maybe most comfortable, whatever is going to be most helpful to having the conversation and starting it and making it a safe place. Um, So if that means me being in the room, great. I'm happy to do it. If I don't have to be in the room, then I want to work myself out of the job. Hmm. That's really helpful, Julie. Thank you very much for coming in. You're listening to CCEF On The Go, a podcast of the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. Here at CCEF, we are committed to restoring Christ to counseling and counseling to the church. You can find our podcasts, books, articles, videos, and more resources for Christ-centered pastoral care at our website, ccef.org.